Mau. Hi everybody, we're back. Hey. <laughs> that laugh, though, that laugh says it all. Casually <laughs> just back, no forewarning. Yeah, no you know, we just slid into your DMs like now. We know we've been away. Mm-hmm. We know you. We came back. Truly, that's just how we roll. So yeah, before we get in introductions, then we can get into whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, why don't you start, Tatiwa? What is Tatiwa? Yo, okay, hi, it's Akosia. Wow, you've never been this show before. Akosia, this is our first episode back. I want. Energy, energy. I'm so, okay, okay. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Akosi. I'm back, and I'm so excited. Oh yes. my god! Yes. Um, wow, Michelle, this is your face. Guys, we're socially distancing, right? Before everyone comes. We're recording. Forward. Well, tr- honestly, you'll probably find out from the quality of the audio. Yeah, you can hear that we're not in the same place. I haven't yes. seen any of them for like a month and two weeks now. Yeah, more than a month. We are recording live from Zoom. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to do like an Audrey thing and be like, "This podcast is being brought to you by." <laughs> and I'm no, not. That's if they sponsor us. I want to be sponsored. Oh, Relatives. Mm. Okay, and who else is on the pod? Oh, hi, I'm Michelle. Yeah. There we go. Okay, and, and I hope everyone's doing okay on the lockdown. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's driving me nuts, <laughs> but in a good way. It's really quite cool to just stay at home and um watch stuff and uh, i'm really trying to sound um, to make this sound great and stay away from social media coverage it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty great once you stop watching all the news reports and yeah Yeah. all the painful stuff that's there to see you'll find peace (laughs) i hope everyone's getting to know themselves introspection yes okay and it's ritual um and that's about it and together wow. we are the energy together we are where was this yeah. for me okay culture kids and we're back oh wow you might hear this reminder i just got an office reminder you might just hear it in the audio but and anyways you exposed you <sighs> anyways it feels good to be back though um we've been missing in action because of just a lot of life changes yeah. To all of us working in different directions, moving off campus, all that stuff. But I mean, the important thing is that we're back or we're attempting to be back. Let's pray mm-hmm. for consistency. We'll try our best. Don't be asking too much of us, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are, we're, I think we're milking. I understand it's a really terrible situation. And obviously, we would rather not have what's going on in the world right now. But we're trying to make the best of it personally. And I think this is one of the ways that we can have a bit of an outlet and it serves the purpose. This episode was brought to you by Zoom. Sorry. By Zoom. <laughs> and JK, they're not sponsoring us. I'm yeah, not trying to really get not. some. Yeah, no, we beg you. I was just, you no, know, my 15 minutes of fame trying to be like Audrey, but no, it's not happening. Not happening. But yeah, um, so that's kind of a little bit, it's not even an explanation, but we were just missing. Now we're back. You know, good things happen. Merry yes! Christmas. Wow, happened. the boom. Uh, <laughs> And what are we talking about in this episode? Marketing budget. This is what you do. But yes, what we're talking about this episode is being a political. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I think is relevant in today's day and age, the discussion rather, not a particular side of it. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. What about you guys? Um, I think that's basically it that we're talking yeah, about being right. a political and people's perspectives on politics. 
yeah <laughs> they choose to act on it you know i'm really fetching i yeah the you actual episode you hear our stances in the episode um but yeah that's about it we're talking about being apolitical and stay tuned okay so everyone after Rachel has ptsd from this episode that we did where we were talking about remittances but i went the whole episode <laughs> saying reparations so she made us really research on this topic so that i wouldn't come out and disgrace us so we're talking about being apolitical and now I'm going to stop talking because obviously I don't know what I'm saying. I'm passing over to Rachel. Excuse me, you just said that you did all the research so you have to know <laughs> what, what you're talking about because what, what are you saying now? If I okay. research on the wrong thing, that could happen. Oh my God, of course, yeah, you're in third year. Third year or fourth year? I see. Oh, you're yeah, actually fourth year now. No, third oh year. My, yeah, basically. <laughs> you did not get to third year without knowing basic. As an economic student. So I, mm, I trust you. I trust you. Though you did say remitted. Eh, wow. Anyways, <laughs> it's okay. The past is the past. <laughs> it's in the past. Okay, okay. so. But you have the Merriam-Webster, whatever. You, wait, I have control. You're talking <laughs> no, big before It's all of available this. online for free. Auntie, who? Auntie? Google. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I have a short one. Now I have to go look for the Merriam-Webster one. Okay. So mine's, mine's pretty short too. So, okay, before, let me Mine just... Mine is not interested context. or involved in politics. That's it's like exactly what you... it, sweetheart. That's because oh. that's what being apolitical is, right? Okay, so just... I mean, to... I knew it, but I was like, I thought you had like a... No, no, no. Spicy one. No. Okay, wait, just repeat that. Repeat that for the audience and let's introduce them to what being apolitical <laughs> is. Okay, so the topic for today is apolitical. Not interested or involved in politics. Example, he took an apolitical stance. Hmm. Exactly. Yes. So I feel like all of us are, uh, we know people who might have, might explain or describe themselves as being apolitical. We also know people on the complete opposite <laughs> spectrum of that. <laughs> uh, so maybe I was thinking, let's all go around and let's give our current stances right now. Mm. Explain what, wh- where we are personally, if everybody's comfortable with that, or what we think mm-hmm. is, I don't want to say the right way, but mm-hmm. what we think is the important thing to be right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let me just take out my notebook. And you really <laughs> have have We're coming to yes. you in form. I have points, honey. Okay, we didn't take a break for so long for me not to come back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Things differently now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, my okay. Everybody, I think most people would know this right now. I have strong political views, mm. uh, as currently based on the personal research and stuff that I've done. So I believe that being apolitical, not having a political stance is a privilege, okay? Mm. And I think that those people who, their privilege can be in many ways, mostly comes down to class Mm -hmm. because that's the biggest aspect for me that makes you apolitical because nothing really affects you. Then you have to factor in race and to a certain extent you can factor in gender, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So my base stance is that if you're apolitical, that's a privilege. The second thing I want to clarify is being apolitical. And I know we've talked about this in private. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between being apolitical and then having political opinions and not sharing them out loud online. So I want to clarify those two things. What we, want, what we are defining as apolitical is what the actual definition is. is just not having a political stance. Mm-hmm. So that's where I stand. I feel like people should have a political stance. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair, but also, like you were saying that 
you um if you're apolitical is because you have a like you have the privilege to be apolitical yeah. wait wait because what's your stance before before what's my stance oh i do have that. a yeah i do have a political stance but i guess unlike you mine isn't always open like i don't think i publish enough of what i i think um mm -hmm. until someone asks me or like i see something that really like annoys me and then i post about right it. but um, what's your yeah. stance on people being apolitical oh okay well i mean we've had a conversation and you know i feel like people you can't force people to care about what they don't care about mm -hmm. and so i think in as much as it's a privilege to be apolitical i feel like it's also a privilege to have a political stance in the first place because mm -hmm. that means that you have you're in a place and you're in like a, a situation that has two different options like options where you being apolitical or political actually matters but for a lot of people i think for some situations i'm just thinking of like ours back home there isn't much of a difference between our two political parties so in those cases i can actually if someone tells me i don't care who's in power i can actually mm. leave because there's it's just who's going to spend money less or who's going to mm. spend money in a way that won't embarrass, embarrass the whole country i don't know that's my view um but i still have a view. okay so, i see that yeah i think yeah. that's I, oh, i've said a lot but i haven't said much <laughs> yeah so i think in as much as it's like a privilege to be apolitical in certain settings it's also like if you compare two different settings like if you compare let's say the west and like places in, in the majority world it's also a privilege that you are in the West and you have the opportunity to be political, that you have these options and variety. Mm. Whereas like somewhere else, they don't even have, like there's no option or the two options that they have are probably the same. Got it. That makes sense. What about you, Michelle? Where do you stand? Um, for, for me, it's becoming increasingly tricky because mm -hmm. um, like much like what Tachi was saying, right? It, I, I grew up in a very, 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 very bad political um, climate. Like, <laughs> for me, absolutely hopeless. So I have no, I have no um, immediate hope in government um, in, um, intervention or even hope in like politics fixing things. So even things like it's, I'm, I'm starting to questioning it, to question it a little when it comes to things like. Um, crisis times like oh with coronavirus you start seeing okay some governments really actually have to come in to say to people yo blah 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 but mm. still even in times like this I'm, I'm seeing my government not doing anything and almost pe people almost just politicking themselves mm. right which which at, at the same time is also an unfair statement to make because people are politicking themselves but they're also basing it on what other governments are doing mm. right if, if that makes sense so i've always found this question a little difficult because i personally don't i i, I don't believe in necessarily in government intervention mm -hmm. i've never frankly thought it's the most effective thing to be honest and maybe it's just because of the systems that i grew up observing i'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not seeing it as a as a stance on every single government that exists but it's not something that i've always been pro myself right and the reason for that being I grew up around governments that are supposed to be strong, that have picked, that have put themselves as across as strong and um, like dominating and blah 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 to the extent where they're almost godlike. So they're 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 an earthly god. And the same way that people take religion of just sort of waiting on on God to answer your prayers is the way that I've seen po politics eventually going. So mm -hmm. because of that, I've been anti-government for a long time and all right. 
and all my theories, whether economically or even in terms of like socializing behavior, I've always thought it would be better if it was privatized. Personally speaking, I've always thought privatization was somewhat better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm somewhere in the in the middle right now, so to speak. I do have a political opinion in a sense, but at the same time, I've always been anti politics. But I think that's a political mm-hmm. opinion in itself. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So yeah. that was a question that I had based on that. Do don't you think there's room for someone to be anti-government of sorts like to have no faith in the government but still because we are in that environment and we obviously you can have no faith in the government but the government still exists and still within that mindset have a political stance does that make sense so yeah so i think that's like people like i guess me and michelle to some extent like i don't believe in i don't think a lot of African countries. I'm, I'm actually right point, there with you guys as well. Yeah, at this point in our development, in our, like, whatever it is, we should be democratic right now. I don't think, I'm not saying we should be authoritarian. I feel like there should be conversations, and I've said this, and we've had conversations about this, about what medium, like, in between is. But I feel like we don't have the literacy rates. We don't have the, like, economic, like, GDP per capita, whatever it is, to be democratic at this point in time. Mm-hmm. So I have... That, that in a sense, like itself, it's a political, like opinion and stance. But that's like, that's you thinking outside the fact that these are the only two options, like that you have. That's like you yourself, you as a person, saying that there could be options besides these two. But what we see regularly is that people don't broaden their minds to the fact that there are possibilities outside what is presently available to them. So people see it as, oh, I've always had um, political party A and B. Um, and that's been the way things have been and forever this is how the things are going to be so I have Mm -hmm. to choose between A or B and I don't think A and B are different so I'm just not going to care that's where people stop okay like for I by the definition we're using though Mm -hmm. having a little hazy because I don't think by this definition of having an opinion it's Mm -hmm. possible to be apolitical right well because not Caring about them is yeah, having an opinion. an opinion. Like not caring about deciding that I'm not um, participating in democracy is a political opinion, right? Mm-hmm. However, not participating in mm-hmm. the current political state of things, I think, is somewhat apolitical in my opinion. Like people who just don't vote. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I vote. I, I was. I've only been legally able to vote once. Mm-hmm. But to be honest with you, if I had to, if the elections were today and I was asked to vote, I would not vote today, right? Mm-hmm. Because my parents told me to vote. My parents were like, oh, let's go vote. Mm-hmm. So I voted, right? But to mm-hmm. be quite frank with you, I'm at that point in my life where I don't think, like she was saying, that democracy works in Africa and that it should actually be there. First of all, secondly, even if the democracy does exist, the parties that I'm looking at, both of them, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of either one. One mm-hmm. is too superficial and dreamy for me. And mm-hmm. then the other one is what we've always had. And then it just seems like you have an opposition, kind of like in 1984, where the opposition is created by the people in power, just so you feel like you have a say. You have a say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, so That's for funny. me, essentially, and I don't know whether it's because of what I said, whether it's because of the economic focus that I really have, I really do not believe in democracy, mm-hmm. right? right now for african countries that's an important yeah some other countries as well but we can't yeah i mean from our experience Mm. i can't believe in it for other countries and the reason i don't is because it's pushed people to have to choose between 
left and right or um, like being democratic and this and that. It really seems like there's polar opposites when in fact there's a, there's a middle that's needed that democracy does not allow for. So mm-hmm. I don't believe in it for anyway. Like it, it seems to work in the West. Like I'm putting up um, quotes. <laughs> quotes. It seems to work in the West just because there's no, there's no immediate um, clash against it or the same rates of poverty as we have in Africa. Yeah. There's, there's that development that kind of like goes over. But still, the social issues that a lot of us, uh, 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 um, that are really present, I think mm-hmm. we've already spoken about in other podcasts as well, that it's, it's, they're really present because it seems like it's right versus left and this versus that, and there's no middle that's coming up that's, that would actually solve things and get people working together and see that thing coming. Mm-hmm. For that reason, I would say I'm apolitical. But yeah. by our definition, though, our definition is a little fuzzy right now. Right, right. And so I think to add on, I, oh, sorry. So yeah, so I was just gonna. I I forgot my point. <laughs> Go on. No, yeah, I was going to add on to what Michelle said and say that like people look at the West and say, oh, that democracy is like democracy is working. But the thing is that we forget that they've had year like years and years of like like um, autocratic rule that have uh, has created the institutions that make the current like democracy feasible. If that mm-hmm. makes. Sense. Like the reason why people in the U.S. aren't angry when, or too angry when we have like a Democrat, like a Democratic candidate ruling when they are Republican is because, oh, they're like, I don't know, the income is still going to work the same way and the GDP is still going to work the same way. Yes, the law still works the same way to some extent, to like a very great extent. Sorry, but, so here's mm-hmm. my, my thing. I just want to catch you on that point where you said they, they don't get too mad. I think the last four years have showed us the opposite though, you know? No, but some, if you think of, because you're only hearing the loudest people, but if you think about the greater number of people that are quiet that don't care are the apolitical people, and there are a lot of the population, but, the people so that are still the, not registering to vote. I feel like the greater, uh, yeah, again, probably have to fact check this, but I feel like the greater amount of people versus the louder, that they are, as you said, apolitical, right? Mm-hmm. And that, I don't know if I can make my point come across. I feel like when you're discussing the effects of someone coming into power, mm-hmm. you have to remove these apolitical people out of it and look at the people who are interested in, in politics when we're looking at whether this has had an effect or not, you know, because but they I feel like those people the aren't place. those people aren't the issue because the thing with Trump and the thing with the recent like 2016 elections weren't the people that were always going to vote for Trump. They weren't the apolitical people, like the non-apolitical people. The issue was that we had a large number of apolitical people, people that weren't participating. Yes, they just didn't participate. To vote for either party that created this. And so they are always the issue. I feel like those are the people we should be talking about, not the people that are loud. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why, which is why this was a huge topic, right? Like, what is Mm -hmm. what is a what is being apolitical mean today? And Mm -hmm. again, sorry to cut you off, but we've talked about it in the context of African countries. And I think, as any topic, you can't just we can't just use the same logic for the West um, onto the countries that we are from, right? But in the context of where we're living now, we're all in North America. We're in Canada, which, while not as politicized as or yeah, as politicized as the US, we still see a lot more forward action when it comes to politics and a lot more discussion. Mm. How, how does that, how has that been for you guys here in this context? Let's remove ourselves from our home countries. Mm-hmm. What does being apolitical in the West mean to you? Or do you stick with the same uh, stances that you have? 
I mean, I, th I think with the West and because, oh, sorry, I, I just jumped in. I didn't know if Michelle wanted to speak. <laughs> I think like in the West, I have the right to an opinion because, or not have the right, I moved to have an opinion more because it impacts me as an immigrant. Like the, the current issues that are at stake impacts me more. Whereas back home, like the two, the differences, the thing is back home, what are they saying necessarily that's going to impact you? No, let's, let's be real. What are our leaders talking about? Well, it's not that yeah. different. Someone is saying me my in my country, exactly. free SHS versus quality SHS. It's the same topic. No one's saying keep the border between Togo you, and Ghana. You've touched on something really important, which is the basic ideologies, right? Which is a huge, a huge part of being apolitical, right? When you have a political stance, you often have a stance on ideologies, on values. Okay. Yeah. But in, in Africa, our governments all have the same basic values. Mm -hmm. there's no one so is to change values or ideologies exactly it's just they have differences in implementation maybe mm -hmm. but there's no values that died with when pan-africanism died right why why am i forgetting his name oh my god guys help me out um isn't he from ghana yeah kwame what? Kwame Nkrumah. Oh, yeah, Kwame Nkrumah. Did he have these? Oh, sorry, I don't know why that's <laughs> no, 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 But he had, you know, he had value changes. He had an idea that was, or a political uh, stance that was based on values. Right now, our governments, they don't, they're not offering us anything different in terms of values. So it comes down to tribes. It comes down to money. Mm. Uh, that's, yeah. I, I, I don't agree with that. Okay. I just think, I think the difference though in... I, Okay, I'm, I'm saying that because we've just transitioned from one guy to another, right? And it was the same party, um, the same, same, same everything. He was, he was formerly his vice president and work, like worked in um, the army before, blah, 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 yeah, etc. However, the, the one thing that we're starting to realize is they, it seemed like he was, he was the hope, right? When he came in. What we're starting to realize though, is that the former Mugabe stood, stood for something. He stood for something. His values were clear, like you're talking about um, Kwame Nkrumah. There were, this, there were similar Pan-Africanism. It was very firm. He worked with people like Gaddafi. He was very firm on that, like pro-Pan-Africanist um, notion. And you had the whole like redistribution of the land, blah, 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 like exempting from the corruption. I'm just talking about his values and the things that he used to say. <laughs> is another. Yeah, good, good <laughs> clarification because... <laughs> right? But yeah. he, he, he had all those values and he used to, so with him, you could sense you had an idea of the direction that he wanted to take the country in, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what you get as well, like you're saying from the West, you do get that value system of like wh what liberals are going for, what the Democrats are going for. Like you get that, you get that sense that, oh, yeah, you get the the are saying this and the liberals are saying this, you get that value system. However, I think the major difference though is, and this is where my whole apolitical stance comes from, it's where Africa is right now. Um, for me, politics has to come after some of the actions that they mm -hmm. So here, politics, you can listen more to the stances that they have because they already have the basic systems. They have the, yeah, the structures. Structure, yes. the so now a belief system is just going on top of the infrastructure, right? So now mm -hmm. it's a matter of how do we run this infrastructure? Africa for me the system mm. should be at the bottom of it and when were those systems built when these people had kings and queens no, I, don't mean to, like, I don't mean to say that we shouldn't believe in anything at all right i just mean to say that there's 
the money has to come first if you ask me the economy <laughs> the economic system has to come first the infrastructure has to come yes the one yes. can have nice things like before the... you can even start idealizing a system that exists somewhere else and for me i think that was the mistake that has been made by a lot of passionate africans they do come in you get people like um julius malema super 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 passionate man right he, he comes in with the right ideologies and for me that's what mugabe and the others sounded like when they mm -hmm. first came. so they have the right ideologies and yeah. to be honest if people have every right to vote for them if people had every right to believe in them i didn't realize this as a child i just wondered why people liked it right yeah i'm looking back at all the videos and the debates and the what what i see it however i feel like ideology after after the the fighting of the colonialism blah, blah 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 ideology now has to come after you've constructed certain things yes parents for them to pass on lessons they have to have made a child first you can't pass on lessons to a child that doesn't exist yeah you have to create the baby and then pass on lessons to that they yeah. are not going through the work of creating a baby and then mm -hmm. seeing it get to five years old and then saying okay now that you're five we are <laughs> yeah i agree with you yeah i think the I, issue is that oh sorry you want no no go ahead go ahead i think like another thing is that Africa, unfortunately, has had like a, a like a, what's the word for that thing? You know, I'm, not, I'm just going to describe it. We have been stuck in one place for a very long time, whilst the rest of the world has been allowed to move. And as soon as we were, we were allowed to move as, as well, we were like, oh, we want to be exactly where, like, the rest of the world is. And so we saw things that they were doing, and we're like, we want to put that in our, like, cases and blah, blah, blah. And then things started to happen, and organizations like the UN and, like, WHO started to like I guess come up and they won't let you in unless you're democratic or blah 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 and so then it's like this is the ideal this is what I have to be to get into the world right now like to be invited into this club of like I don't know high functioning big time countries like the US and the UK and Canada and blah 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 and we haven't stopped to think of first of all is that a way of the West still controlling us now that we are supposedly free and secondly these things only work for the West because they have had time to figure out what works for them and it may not necessarily work for us and thirdly because the West was also autocratic for a very long time and built these systems during that time and now they have the I guess privilege to have beliefs I think it's a privilege yeah. and like and to choose and say oh I don't want this I want this instead I don't know I feel like that's those are three things that we have to start thinking yeah. about I agree I wanted to say Michelle I know you already mentioned this, that by the Merriam-Webster uh, definition of apolitical, you are not, you don't fit that description. But I think even in the other, this, even in your own description, you're not apolitical. And I was just thinking of this now, because even if you think that all parties are the same in your country and there's no really difference, so you can't be skewed to this or that, that is your affinity towards a certain party. You don't have that. But just by, as you said, your fundamentals, how you see the economy should be working, how you see distribution of um, social, whatever should be, I don't, I can't remember the name, but should be working. You mm -hmm. have a formed political idea, yeah. right? So yeah, so I, I, sorry, it just took me a while to load, but I get what you're saying. My, my issue is that people can be uninterested in parties, mm -hmm. but those people who simply don't have an opinion yeah. on big issues, that's where it really gets people like michelle are rare though like if you think about it it's a, it's also like a privilege to be able to think of things that are outside what is happening in your world right now like that's what i was trying to say at the beginning that to even examine the possibility that besides like political party that there could be this 
entire different even system that doesn't even right. involve political parties. That's a problem. But of course, yeah, when we're talking about people who are being apolitical, my sample size is never people who have not had the privilege of being exposed, people who have not had the I'm, privilege of I'm being educated, I'm not even educated, saying like exposed, know? like in terms of like your mind and allowing yourself to think. I'm not, it doesn't necessarily have to do with being educated. Like you can be educated and still be like apathetic or apathetic. I don't know. You know what I mean. Like you get me like, it just boils down to do you actually care and do you have the capacity to care about these things and how much can you motivate someone to care because you're saying that they've been educated and blah 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 and if after learning all these facts they still aren't moved then See, that's where i'm saying and i think sorry michelle i'll i'll just transfer i'll yield the flow back to you just a real quick minute mm-hmm. i think it's important to for me to describe the person i'm trying to talk about right mm-hmm. as you said we have to care the person who's working below the poverty line in any country doesn't have time to care about extra ideals. They mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. For them, their political stance is simple. I need the party that's going to do the best for me to elevate me out of my mm-hmm. socioeconomic stance. That's not the person I'm talking about. I'm yeah. talking about a person like me who has the privilege of finances, who has the privilege of race in, in Canada, where while I'm a person of color, I'm certainly not... Um, uh, as a disadvantage, as much of it as a dis- at a disadvantage than I would be if I were a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. I have the privilege of education. Mm-hmm. So all of these things, I'm talking about someone like us mm-hmm. who has these privileges, who has this cushion of comfort, then not having a stance. So I just wanted to clear up, that up and yeah. then I'll, yeah. But Michelle, yeah. Well, could you? Oh, sorry. What I was saying in the beginning though, that not having a stance for me is not being apolitical. It's just- Exactly that what is available is mm-hmm. none of my business, like it's, it's not for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's simply what is available is not for me. The minute that it's, because if a person has an opinion on something else, right? Like if an, a person doesn't have an opinion on between Biden and Donald Trump, right? But they have an opinion on Kim Kardashian, right? That doesn't mm-hmm. make them apolitical. They do believe in something. It's just what's being presented in the political landscape is not representative of that. Maybe if you put Kanye West up in the political landscape, they have something to say. Or mm-hmm. if someone goes to prison, that's already a political statement, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not necessarily political in the sense of like this versus this, but they yeah. care about certain things that are, are, are under the umbrella of politics, which is why I think it's completely impossible. I think people say it. I think mm-hmm. people do say it a lot that I like I have no political stance, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's impossible to not have a political stance because the minute that you have an opinion on, mm-hmm. I don't know, a, a monetary system or an opinion on whether or not Instagram should that's take That's a political stance, that, yes. That is already a political opinion, right? So it's completely, so that, that's why I think if we try to discuss those people or anything, we, we might fall short because I don't think there's, much for discussion to be had about them because I just don't think you realize that yeah. you're participating in politics by having that mm. opinion. That, which is why I had um, said that maybe we should focus more on not actively participating in politics in the sense of you have an opinion, but because the one or two things that you're seeing in front of you don't fit, you just don't do anything. You sit on your opinion, like I do, <laughs> over wine. But, and then you never go to the ballot box to say anything because whatever's in the ballot box doesn't represent either of which um, you're saying. And mm-hmm. I, I actually, a huge part of me feels like more Africans should be like that because... Oh, because some of our democratic systems can't work without a certain number of people voting. 
In a way, we are still participating in democracy, not because we believe in it, but out of fear and out of the need to believe in something. I don't know whether it's because our countries are pseudo-religious. Mm. Politicians, and I've always had an issue with this back in, I, I, I was trying to observe what the difference between politicians back in Zimbabwe are and politicians here. Yeah. And I remember going back home and starting to see, the minute I got in, I started seeing billboards of um, a smiling man, right? <laughs> I see another billboard. I get into a hotel, his picture's up. I get into this, his picture's up. This man is now God. It seems like he's all seeing, right? Yeah. People dressing him as Baba, like Baba means father, Baba Ninki or father, whatever, whatever, right? He becomes um, an all seeing, omnipotent, like uh, you can't dispute what he's saying because he's your father. So you're basically in his house type thing. Right. So now we've gone from politics. We've equated politics with religion. It's 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 become not a matter of um, is God should I do I believe in God because He's doing right for me, and more I I believe in Him because He is God. It's do you know what I mean? You know how we don't yeah. question God. How we yeah. just, if something negative happens, it's because God is trying to teach me a lesson. Yeah. Take politicians the same way, right? Then you you are sitting sitting down and thinking, oh, if if He's doing this, then. It's, got, it's going to be okay eventually. He's probably onto something. Something's going to come. And I think that's how African politics has become, okay. right? So which is why I wish people would actually just sit on their asses and not participate. So it would, it would be clear that the democracy doesn't exist mm-hmm. and we've been brainwashed. Like, yeah. I, I would rather have a situation like that where okay. everyone is apolitical than people going to ballot boxes with the pretense mm-hmm. that nothing's going to change, but out of fear of not doing anything at all, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. You. I so mean, let me, okay. Sorry, I was going to say that. I mean, that's like that's the best case scenario. But I don't think that at this point in time, or for some African countries, that people participate because of belief. Because for some people, it is working depending on who's in power, and that's where like the tribalism aspect comes into play. Because if I vote for this specific person and they win me as a person i will get i will benefit from this democracy not everyone will benefit but i as an individual will benefit so why for me democracy like democracy is working and i think that's okay. there's enough people i get that right mm-hmm. and I, I think we we see it more because we are of that um a class so to speak we are of the class where you see people with direct ties to government officials and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah. or your own friends are government officials like we I don't think there's enough of those people, though. Mm-hmm. I think the people that vote, most of where the votes comes from, like mm-hmm. even if you look at the, the records of when they're counting the votes, most of where the votes comes from are from the more rural districts or this or that. People who actually just don't, they benefit nothing directly. But no, but they don't know that because the thing is that depending on which parties in power, I don't know about your, like your country, things, the policies that will be put in place will benefit a specific region more than the other. So if there's a person from, I know, Region A and the president is from Region A, during my reign, the roads in Region A are suddenly better. The, and that affects the rural people as well, because now I can take my tomatoes to the central city. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. So it's working for certain people. It's not working for everyone at the same time. And it won't work for those people too all the time. And I think now we've been reduced to a system that I can expect to have my heyday every four years. That's, what, mm-hmm. that's what's happening right now. And I, no, I think on. people have become satisfied with that. Okay. So I had going back to the to the ultimate faith thing though, of like 
politics is now a religion where I would take the bare minimum in the hopes that one day I'll be elevated above this. So I would take um, a, a president who comes in and says, I am Shana, therefore I'm filling up the potholes in Harare, right? And in the hopes that one day those portals are going to lead to this, lead to this, lead to this, right? So it's it's like... I wish that was it, but they don't even care. They just care that the portals are filled in this specific time. And they know, definitely, that the portals will not be filled next four years. But they're okay because the portals will be filled in another four years. So I feel like at a subconscious level, we really do oversimplify uh, the people that we're talking about. Because... I don't. I, I I do understand that they they're concerned with an immediate gratification thing, right? But immediate gratification also is also understand like also has an aspect of subconsciously expecting pleasure to um, sort of be sustained. Do you know what I mean? That I get immediate pleasure, but this pleasure is going to last longer than it actually lasts. So I do think at a subconscious level, they do think this will. If I can just follow at this level, it may lead to something greater, it may lead to something greater, it may lead to something greater, which it probably mm-hmm. never does, right? And which is why I'm going back to the politics needs to come after certain mm-hmm. things. Because okay. if politics is put for these things to come into place, we're going to keep circling around to the same topic. And, mm-hmm. and, and True. To what you were saying to you at the beginning, that yeah, for us, our political evolution was was cut in half. People came in, they disrupted it, then blah blah blah. Yeah, and then things shit happens, shit hit the ceiling, and we've been using it for as an excuse for such a long time. But now we're at that point where we have to look at each other and realize that we are not being hurt by the people outside us anymore. We're being hurt by the very people that are within us, within us, us because they are godly, right? And that is why I feel like people end up like taking a back, a, a back, a, like a, a like standing back in their consciousness, but still in the physical sense, still go to those ballot boxes. And when people outsiders are observing, they still uh, pretend that these democracies are, are working. Yeah. Yeah. So we're apolitical in one sense, but we still actively go and we vote. And, yeah. And we, we, yeah, we just, we mess up by default what our mentality is. I don't know if yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I want to, okay, then if we're all in basic agreement, I don't, personally, I, I completely understand where both of you are coming from when, it, when we're looking at the African context, that mm-hmm. before we can have a democracy, we need to have infrastructure that allows for it to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I want to kind of close the lid on that aspect. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask you guys a question, and I'm going to give some additional context. Mm-hmm. When you do have political parties that are on different extremes to what extent is it our civic responsibility to have a political stance and now i'll give you the context okay so india is still a developing country but in this recent election although i feel like it's always been the case but most recently uh in the sorry in the recent election that we had we had very extreme choices so the party that is in power now is called the BJP, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, our prime minister is from that party, obviously, and his name is Narendra Modi. Mm-hmm. That party ran on a very heavy Islamophobic um, stance, right? Mm-hmm. And India has had a very big Hindus versus Muslims kind of war from the beginning of time, from the beginning of independence, right? There's always been that environment uh, where we, Hindus, the majority have made it unsafe for Muslims to live in India. So he ran on that and he introduced uh, bills, which people can read more on um, 
the Citizenship Amendment Act, and one more which the name escapes me right now, but were blatantly Islamophobic and threatening the safety of Muslims in India. Okay. And then we have the other party, Congress, which is more liberal. Mm-hmm. So Congress did not run on Islamophobic stances. They are more secular. That's the founding principle of India. Mm-hmm. In this specific case, you're either BJP, your Congress, other parties, or you're apolitical. Mm-hmm. Now you can say, I have no faith in the government, right? Mm-hmm. I'm apolitical. I don't, that doesn't even concern me. But because of your inaction, whether that's by voting or speaking out, you are playing a part in allowing an Islamophobic um, party to take control of the country, right? You maybe, given the population of India, you might not have had, have had that much of an impact, but by not voting, you also remo- removed slivers of chances that there were to save the country from what's going on now. And we're seeing the ramifications of it. I mean, the kind of protests that have been happening before COVID and the types of violence that has been happening has all been incited by extreme extremely Islamophobic, racist laws. Mm -hmm. So where in this kind of an extreme does Mm -hmm. having an apolitical stance, where does that fall for you guys? I think that it's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing. You see the way we were like, we feel like being apolitical in our home context, like in Africa is sort of warranted because the decisions made by those two parties don't necessarily change our lives anymore. I think that's, if you think about it, kind of what's happening in like the U.S. and maybe in India. Like there's this chunk of people that feel like no matter who's in power, like I'm not a Muslim, I'm not a black person, I'm not an immigrant, um, you're not going to affect me. And so the like policies that are being discussed right now will not affect me. And then it's your own morality that like starts coming into play and should be like up for discussion. Whereas like, okay, fine, you're not personally interested in it, but do you want someone else but you, your decision is that will directly impact the life of someone else. And then it's like, how much do you care about that person? Mm-hmm. I think we, it's hard to like make people care about people that they don't know. I think that's, a, that's, that's the thing right now. Like, I think human beings are being desensitized. We're, we're very like apathetic right now. We don't, mm-hmm. it's very hard to care about someone else at this point in time. Like I remember seeing like, you know how the UN or the UNICEF does these videos when before you watch a YouTube, um, like oh, yeah, they'll show you like a child and you'll be like, Syria oh, sorry. Yeah. I, to be honest with you now, I'm not even moved. I skipped them. And I know I shouldn't, but I, it's hard for me to care. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like I will vote, I will, I'll go out and vote. If I could vote for Biden versus Trump, I'd vote for Biden because I have people and I know people that are personally being affected by like someone else being in power, by Trump being in power. If I was Indian, I would vote like Congress, because I, my roommate is Kashmiri and I don't want her to be impacted by Modi. But if I never had a roommate and I was just appealing to my conscience, maybe I'll be a good person and vote for Congress, but maybe I'll just be unmoved and decide not to vote. Yeah. But that's just because that one person entered my life. Yeah. I think the thing that has just been frustrating me recently is people who are, who are like you, who have these people around them mm-hmm. and yet still don't take action. And I think maybe that's just a personal thing. You can't put a blanket over everybody and say, this is how you should be. And I understand that. Mm-hmm. But as someone who I, I'm a very, like I have a lot of emotional intelligence. So something affecting someone, mm-hmm. I feel it, I feel it deeply, but I'm also mm-hmm. practical. And I, you can see the economic advantages of being a more fair society in a certain, in a certain way. 
I think everybody um, can see that. Yeah, well, some people, you know, if we should talk to the people who are protesting <laughs> right now to end the lockdown. Um, no. but, uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I just, yeah, I guess there's a personal frustration there. But yeah, Michelle, what are your thoughts? Uh, uh, so I don't, I have a more pessimistic um, view of human nature in general. And I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, for, for me, it just comes from having, having um, encountered my own shadows, my own like do- like darkness. Like you know, when you when you when when you have that sliver of just not caring about something, and you know mm-hmm. how in most contexts we just brush it off. Like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I've always um, made an effort to think back to that moment where I looked at a at a beggar, mm-hmm. and I was just like like whatever, or, or I even had a negative thought. Sometimes you're not just like whatever. Sometimes you actually have a negative thought to this person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I know our reflex is to be like, oh no, that was just, it was just a bad moment, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I had to sit myself down in those moments and become accustomed to the fact that sometimes I genuinely, genuinely look at something and have a negative opinion on it, negative by society's standards, right? But that mm-hmm. shit does exist. And, and I don't think it's unique to me. I do think that everyone has a shadow. My yeah. brother and I have been, have been having this conversation. He read something by someone. Anyway, Jinza reads a lot of philosophy. But we've been talking about that as well. Like that understanding of the shadow makes you a better person because you fully, you fully come to grasp with that sometimes you're not, you're not always on the positive. You're not always a smiley person. You're, not you're mostly not even on the positive. Right? Sorry? Now saying that maybe you're even as you were saying like you're not always on the positive. I was like maybe you're never on the positive. Maybe the positive is rarer for you than most people. Or some, or, or my positive comes after a certain actions. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? like I just have to respect that. That's what I have. And I do think a lot of humans. I'm not going to generalize and say every single human for people, but I do think a lot of humans do fall into that scale. And mm-hmm. in nature, we do have those like negative moments, right? Mm-hmm. And. I think um, with with Ritual's question, it comes down to how to make it immediately affect me. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, when exactly. I speak on someone, when I see my friend who's directly impacted by it, then yeah, it's like I th- I picture Ritual being I don't know beaten or what what. But there are also people who picture Ritual being beaten, and to be honest, I will just for yeah. three days and I'll be fine afterwards. There are people who have close encounters with these people. And those are the people that I think, not even those are the people, I think we are all those people, but too afraid to admit it. Yeah. Politics has to stop saying that. Like, if, if you do want to change them, we have to stop saying this could be an Islamophobic party and this is this and this is that. Of course, that's what the parties are characterized by, right? But if you are to be the person who tries to rally against them, you need to find a way to make it profitable for me to rally with you. Because it, it comes down to the way Interesting. Because I've been saying this since the R. Kelly episode. Sorry, continue. (laughs) It comes down to the way all systems stop. And I think I've said this on other podcasts as well, that slavery didn't stop because we were campaigning and we were shouting that slavery needs to stop. It stopped being being profitable. The money wasn't adding up. They were not making any profit, so they stopped it. Right? And the the reasons for that are debatable, whether it's because um, more people started growing a conscience or whatever. But for me, that's that's too far-fetched. Money, as far as we hate to admit it, mm-hmm. money is just an expression of our desires. And it's not necessarily in the money sense. It's not because maybe I want 20 more dollars than the next person. But money, the way we want money is a reflection of the way we want other things in general. 
So mm-hmm. maybe you can get it to immediately benefit me somehow. And not mm-hmm. my conscience, not because Tachi was going to get hurt. And I, I will get over it, to be quite mm-hmm. frank. I will get over it. I will, I will have other things that will, sorry, that will dry my tears. I will get over it. That's not a way. That's not sympathy. Yeah. See, this is, this is why the conversation of privilege was so important. And I also think maybe it's just different motivations. But me as an individual... Mm. For me, that has, that has personally just not been my argument for fighting against it needs to be profitable to me. For me, it doesn't, okay? Mm-hmm. I, but you are not the problem. Profitable. Exactly, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Then that comes to the understanding that I have a privilege. I don't need things to be profitable for me in order for me to care about them because I'm comfortable where I am with all of these privileges that I've been given. So I recognize that fact. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just... For me, even things, sorry? Like I was saying, profit is not literally the money or the finances. No, but it's also the mindset, right? Sometimes like doing something for someone really means that the, 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 like when I, uh, let's say, for example, when I was talking to Tachiwa's mom to get the birthday surprise together for her, (laughs) the things that your mom said to me gave me a warm feeling in my tummy, right? That's what you mean in terms of profit. Yeah. Gave something, but I got, I derived a greater thing from it, right? Yeah, I mean, like measuring profit by different people's standards. Yes, people like you are automatically catered for just by doing the good. That's your profit. How do you get me mm. to profit from it? The person who doesn't. Yeah, I guess the. I guess you. What we're saying is that everybody has different motivations, and only a certain people are intrinsically motivated by that intrinsic profit, as you said. Yeah. The feeling of, of good or like I've done the right thing. But how do we get everybody else? There's someone who had this conversation. I can't remember. Someone actually in politics was like, no one's going to be mobilized until we give them um, value from fighting for the right thing. Uh, yeah, I'll find that source later, but I, I get that. Yeah. So, and I think like another thing is that, oh, I think it, I'm not sure if it was Biden, but it was probably someone on the Democratic side, probably some senator or something. And they said, even the people that end up doing good, for just good they have no friends nothing whatever it is sometimes you do good for the benefit of feeling good like you are a good person and that in itself is selfish and is capitalist and i don't understand why as human beings we refuse to acknowledge the people even fighting against capitalism and these big corporations or whatever it is that we ourselves you the person fighting for it are also capitalist in your own basic common sense i feel like the sooner we get to acknowledge these things the more we can find ways that bring everyone more into like, I don't know what we want to happen or what we want to do. Like I said in the R. Kelly thing, we need to start learning how to incentivize people mm-hmm. to do what we feel like is right and what is not like, or I mean, but then the other people, the bad people also start incentivizing. Yeah. I don't know. Someone needs to incentivize someone more than the other person. Hmm. On that note, actually, and I'll bring it back to the thing, to the topic, but it's interesting that the 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 thing for demand and supply by Adam Smith, like the father, yeah, of the invisible hand, yeah, was actually derived from sympathy. Like he came up with demand and supply from the concept of human sympathy. If you're interested, you should read it. It's actually really interesting. So the two are not necessarily like um, uh, exclusive. They're, like one can come in with the other, and capitalism is not necessarily the most selfish thing. But that's a story for another day. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> But you do find that the most apolitical people are the people who who have a capitalist stance and have been made to feel like capitalism is not necessarily represented as well as you want it to be in politics. Yeah, you do get the the um, 
the Donald Trumps were very pro-capitalist, blah, 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 blah. But that's still like a shred of this, though, don't you think? Like it's Yeah, true capitalism it's still, is not just money. It's just your personal gain. And yeah, there are people... It's still, it's still politics leading money yeah. as opposed to money leading politics. And, and maybe that's the issue. Maybe it's our narrative of things that has to change as yeah. mm-hmm. okay. actual politicking on the surface level. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So let's... I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've gone on, but let's like, let's go around and just, I just want to hear everybody's like last, like closing statements on this out of everything we've discussed. Cause we've like, I feel like we've unlocked more that we were talking about or we wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So like last statements, Tachio, why don't you start? <laughs> I mean, I still feel what I feel. I said in the R. Kelly episode, I'll say it again. First, you can't make people care about what people don't care about. And secondly, yeah. you have to, because of those kind of people, you have to kinds of people. You have to incentivize people to do what you want to do. So if you want people to vote for more liberal governments, you should find a way to, what do they want? What do they want out of their government? Give it to them. Try and make them see that it's beneficial for them to vote for this person. I feel like the more we start having conversations and like finding ways of doing exactly that, the more we'll get to, I guess, a more desirable society. But from then on, I think screaming about people that were removed in the first place and screaming at them to have a conscience and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to change anyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. I know. That's just my opinion. Okay. I think protest strikes will only move the people that were already going to be moved. And those mm-hmm. are not the people that you need to target. I think at this point in the world, in politics, those are not the people we need. Those people are fine. Those people are always fine. The people, are, like the apolitical people are the people that are not being moved by what people like to say conscience or like their moral compasses or whatever it is and that's okay too like as a human being you can't like that's fine if you're like that no one is saying you're a terrible person i, I mean i hope i'm not a terrible person but <laughs> i don't know i think we that's that's my closing comment i rambled a lot but yeah okay mm-hmm. michelle um firstly i don't believe anyone is apolitical mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, I'll repeat that i don't believe anyone is completely apolitical by the miriam webster definition of oh, things. Miriam. i do believe there are people like me who prefer not to participate in things until or participate indirectly i do believe that money runs politics more than politics runs money we can argue about mm-hmm. this oh yeah yeah so um in in closing i would just say that um I just, I think people should be more patient in general, the apolitical people, the political people, the whatever, should be more patient for an evolution as opposed to a revolution. So mm. uh, patience to things naturally, like naturally changing. I know, is it, is it Keynes who writes about this? I forget. I think Keynes writes, no, Mill. Mill. Not him, yeah. How's I He was like, stimulate. Sorry. No, Mill writes about how um, companies natural like states will naturally evolve to a state of socialism because uh, using an example of how companies go from caring about the shareholder interests to um interests of like social things of like oh what do people think about us in making their profits right so that's a sign of that's a signal as to how states even states will evolve from a state of complete capitalism to somehow caring about social uh, socialism and, um, and so on and so on Anyway, the point I'm making is the, the two um, very contrasting sides of politics for me don't need to exist. Mm-hmm. I, if they stop existing and they emerge a little more, I think you'll get more activity in the political sphere in general. Mm-hmm. You already do. You'll get voices that are not as loud 
anymore, but that are more effective because mm-hmm. it stops seeming like a religious thing and more like a practical, practical. To do something. My hands are actually actively contributing something thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the apolitical versus political debate will morph more into just a daily lifestyle thing. I think we're already there. I think we're already on the way. It's mm-hmm. just we're trying to push it harder than it needs to be pushed. But yeah, I think we're on the way and African leaders just need to, yeah. Okay. Richie, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, as, as, as all of you, hasn't changed. So here's what I, I would like to close with. If you enjoy all the privileges that I mentioned beforehand in, in this education, financial, you know, n- no big political decision will truly affect you, right? And you still don't take action for those who are being affected en masse by this, I think that you have to really take a step back and figure out, uh, because I think that that's really important. Uh, It's important to take care of those who don't have the privileges to do so right now. Um, So that's number one. Number two, in countries where the system exists, where voting works to a certain extent, I know the U.S. has that um, electoral committee, which can mess up things even when you are being super democratic. But when you have these privileges, when you have the understanding, you have an election coming up, I'm talking to all my friends in the U.S., go out, use your voice, vote for what's right. And remember, just because you're safe doesn't mean that thousands, if not millions of people are going, aren't going to be negatively affected by your lack of political stance. So that's where I stand. If that doesn't do it for you, just think if it's them now, it could be you next. That's you. all I can say. Yeah. Context, make people feel about themselves. Everyone is selfish, I'm just saying. Yeah, 100%, 100%, cool. I really enjoyed this, guys. Mm-hmm. And I also like how we all have three different opinions, essentially. (laughs) I know it's been really long. But yeah, with that, uh, it's been your girl ritual. Oh, okay. It's been been a while. (laughs) It's been your girl, Atosia. And And we are the third culture kids signing out. Yeah. Peace.